Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Well, welcome all of our friends out in the podcast realm. Uh, I'm excited to be joining with you today. Every week we uh, sit down, uh, first things first, we sit down with uh, an exciting and an interesting guest and we get to talk to them and hear kind of a little bit about their story. And uh, so we couldn't find any of those. And so this week we have Jeremy Walker. <laughs> yeah, I was, ab- I was about to say that, that I've been called a lot of things and exciting and interesting. <laughs> Have been pretty rare on that list. That's not on the list. Not really. So, not really. No, Jeremy. Jeremy actually is a wonderful, a wonderful guy, good friend. It's been awesome to get to know him over the past uh, year. Uh, Jeremy, uh, if you don't know, if you if you don't attend uh, first shallow water, or if you're or um, or if you haven't been in a while, Jeremy uh, is our new worship pastor. So he started just a few weeks ago as our worship pastor, and we're excited to have him. And we just thought that you know being on the podcast would actually be a great opportunity for many of you to get to know him. Um, so many of you have seen him Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, but uh, but you haven't really had a chance to to talk with him or find out about what's going on in his family or his life or whatever else. So um, so I'm going to give Jeremy a chance to to introduce himself in a little bit, but just some items of information that you ought to know. He is obviously our worship pastor here at First Shallow Water. He also uh, works at Texas Girls and Boys Ranch, uh, which is um, it's a facility that, that, that houses foster kids uh, and works and works with, with foster kids in the Lubbock area. And so uh, he, he uh, really enjoys that work and it's, it's meaningful work out there at Texas Girls and Boys Ranch. Um, and we'll put uh, a link to the Texas Girls and Boys Ranch website in the show notes if you'd like to go out there and check out the work that they do. Uh, there's probably a lot of different ways. Our church uh, works with Texas Girls and Boys Ranch a lot. There's probably a lot of different ways that you guys uh, out there in podcast world could uh, could uh, plug in and get involved out there at Texas Girls and Boys Ranch for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, so talk a little bit about yourself, Jeremy. Tell folks about what you do, kind of your family, where you're from, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, so I, I'm, you know, married. Uh, my wife Crystal is a nurse. Yeah. She's she's been doing that for about ten years now, and uh, she really enjoys that. There's there's parts of it that are very very hard, sure. and then parts of it that are very rewarding. As as are as is true about a lot of different things, you know. Yeah. Uh, we have two children, uh, Rutledge, who's eight years old, and Paisley, who's five years old, mm. and they are both just great and a mess all at the same time. <laughs> I mean, and they, they really are. Like they they're just it's really. Like- Really unique people. It's really been fun to, to watch them grow. Um, I grew up in Crosbyton, or well, you know, I grew up in the middle of nowhere on the other side of Crosbyton. You know, okay. when, you're, when you're, you know, you drive through there, drive through a canyon, you know, there's like a troll, and you, you know, you gotta pay a price and all that kind of stuff to, to, to get out there. There you and, go. That reminds me of that reminds me of Monty Python, Search for the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the troll. It's a quest troll. to yeah. get out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, we, you know, grew up. My dad's a cotton farmer. And uh, it was really my mom's side of the family that did that. My dad's from South Texas, and uh, he grew up around agriculture. But uh, they, after my older brother was born, mm-hmm. they moved from Dallas. They were both working, you know, kind of corporate type jobs, and sure. uh, chose to be farmers in dryland West Texas. Wow, it's just weird, you know, yeah. as they tell the story. But <laughs> uh, I mean, it brought me here, and and it really was a a. a like a really unique kind of childhood because um, we live, we did live out in the, in the country and our, uh, 
you know, we went to church in Crosbyton at first Crosbyton and, um, and I don't remember a time where my family didn't go to church. Right. You know, um, it was just, it was as much a part of us as agriculture was. Right. And, and it was, um, not just at church where we, where we learned these things, but, but my parents really valued their teaching of us, mm. of, of scripture. And we, there were lots of times where we would sit in the living room and my, my mom would just read us the Bible, which is, which seems kind of weird. It almost seems like, like this, I don't know, foreign kind of concept, but it's really not. I mean, this it, you read through the old Testament and it's, it's really awesome. Like it's, oh, a, it's an amazing story. Yeah. And it, it provokes so many great conversations. I even do it with my kids. I mean, I'll, I'll read through the Bible with them. Uh, and there, there are times where, where I'm going along and uh, I'll you end up having to kind of edit something or, oh, or skip over some yeah, parts. You know? and, and for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, read the Old Testament yeah. and you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like there are just parts where an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, just they, they're not ready for that. Um, but, it, but just to... To say that I I knew who Jesus was mm-hmm. as as early as I can remember, I don't remember a time of not knowing who He was. You know? Well, and I would say too, like because what you've what you've you know talked about here, I think is really important for our listeners to hear. So I want to pause and just kind of talk about it a little bit the 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 role that parents that we as parents mm-hmm. play in the faith development of our children is so critical, and you know we we have an awesome children's ministry at First Shallow Water. We have an awesome youth ministry at First mm-hmm. Shallow Water. But but there's not anything that our children's ministry is going to be able to do, or our youth ministry is going to be able to do, that uh, that is more important, or even approaches the importance of what children are getting mm-hmm. in the home from their parents. Oh, sure. And when you have parents that prioritize scripture and that teach the scripture and that pray with their kids regularly yeah. and and make uh, go into church and everything else a central part mm-hmm. of your life, you know, that that's really foundational. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's really that's really important. Yeah, really. absolutely. And I, and I agree. Um so like my both my Parents, their families are very involved in church. My my dad's dad, uh, before he passed away, got a, got an award from his church for teaching Sunday school for fifty two years. Wow! I mean, stuff like that. Yeah, like I, that was yeah. that was really. I, I felt like that was a very normal thing. Like uh-huh. that that ever that this is what uh, what families do. Right. Um, I didn't really like playing Bible trivia as you know a travel game, but you know it it was it's what we did. <laughs> uh, but whatever. And so. Um, you know, I, I remember people saying, um, you know, things, you, you know, such and such is going to happen at the church. Right. And I just expected that we would be there. You're going to go. You yeah. know, and, and that, that it was a part, it was as much a thing that we did. It, was, it wasn't a place that we, that we went to be um, necessarily to be taught. As, as I was growing up, that, was not, that wasn't really the thought process. It was, it was a part of where we went and we did these activities and we were, we were a part of other people. We did Bible drill and, and those kinds of things, children's choir and yeah, yeah. You know, youth choir and stuff like that. Um, and, but, but exactly like what you're saying, I, I recall my parents caring so much about Scripture that they not only taught it to me, but I saw them reading it. Right. I saw them reading it for themselves. Yes. And right. um, I think it's called Open Windows. There's a it uh-huh. used to be a magazine, yeah, you know. There was yeah, open, and so we get it, we get it every month or whatever. My, my dad would get it. For, he was a deacon or whatever, and he'd get it, and uh, he'd read us about these these missionaries, you know, and, yeah. and when their birthday was or something like yeah. that. And we'd we'd be praying for them. Uh, we didn't know these people, but it right. was just it was as connected as we could be to them. That's right, you know. And so it's just really, uh, really a a powerful part of 
my upbringing was this concept of faith. And even to sit down and have theological discussions. Mm. When I met Crystal, that was something that weirded her out about my family. Right. Is that we would sit around and my older brother would look at me and say, what are you reading right now? Yeah. Now, now, okay, so I have two brothers. I have an older brother and he's a, he's a scientist. He's, okay. a, he's a professor of, I don't know, something. 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 <laughs> Engineer, some kind of, yeah, something sciencey. <laughs> and he does, he, I know this, he takes salt out of water and lets people drink it. Okay. That's it. Yeah. You know, right. But when he talks about it, he may as well be on a rocket. I don't know. Yeah, you have any um, idea what he's saying. <laughs> and then my little brother is a farmer. Okay. You know, All so right. kind of took the family tradition and, yeah. um, and they are as different as two people can be. Uh-huh. And it's fun to get together and hear that because we'll sit down and we'll have these theological discussions and, and, Crystal just didn't, she didn't know what to do with that. Right. She was like, why are y'all talking about it? Like, who cares? You know, <laughs> but, um, and it's not that she, I mean, she grew up in the church and that sort of thing, but she would, <laughs> she, at some, at a certain point, no one has an answer. Right. So what are we even talking about? Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, so she gets so bored. We're like, can we just, can we just play a game? <laughs> Something like that. We're trying to spend time with family. Anyway. Um, some Pictionary, guys. <laughs> really? And uh, so it was, it's, it's just kind of who we are. And, yeah. and it's, uh. It's been interesting. Now, the other thing about that is, and as I, as you hear that, you may get kind of the wrong perception of my family growing up. My, my parents would not claim that they have ever been perfect. Sure. At, at all. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they will admit that they would, they would do things differently today. Right. And and what's what's really interesting about what I say about the Bible and and about what what Scripture has done for my family, is over, you know, watching my dad. I don't remember a day, an evening when my dad didn't end the day reading his Bible. Okay. I don't remember one. Yeah. It, maybe it happened. Maybe it happened. Right. But I don't remember one. Yeah. And I saw, and I don't know that I could credit it to anything else. I saw scripture change my dad. Wow. You yeah. know, as he would memorize scripture, yeah. It would it would come to him in conversations. And when I was younger, I I was really aggravated by that because I was like, that's ridiculous, Dad. And he wasn't saying it as an as an insult to me. What he was what he was doing was he was trying to illustrate here's here's this concept, here's this perfection, right. you know, concept in this moment. And, and we're all striving towards that. He didn't necessarily articulate that, but sure. but after you know after the fact, when when we've you know gotten older and had, you know, you have different conversations with your parents when you're a parent. You Absolutely. Know? And and since really since then, those those conversations have have changed because I don't feel quite so attacked. You know. Yeah. Um, right. Because I, I I see that it was it was not just changing me it was it was changing him you know it was changing yeah. my dad and and he has he has grown to be one of the most um one of the most generous and kind individuals that that I know yeah. and even in really difficult situations uh, I've seen him uh really work toward that that goal that scripture provides for us both in the in the person of Jesus Christ, but then also, I mean, he loves Proverbs. He loves it and, yeah. and the wisdom that can come from that. And so it's, it's just, it, scripture has been probably as much a part of my, yeah, my life as, as anything else has been. Kind of like the air that you, that you breathe, you know, like and, just all around you all the time. And, yeah. and really that's true. Like as far as, you know, nourishment, um, 
there, there's, there's no, there's no other way to be nourished as a believer mm. than, than through scripture. Yeah. yeah. There, there's, it's, it's as much, you know, like you're saying, your air, the air that you're breathing, it's, it's, it's the food that you consume. Uh-huh. And if you feel, um, if you feel like you are, like your spiritual self is wasting away, if you feel like you are weak spiritually, scripture is the answer. It absolutely, right. like I'm, I can say with, with full confidence, I don't think you should ever read scripture without praying. I don't think you should ever read scripture without processing and, and meditating on the word, sure. you know? Yeah. And so I think, I think there are some other tools that you bring to that meal, you yeah. know? Yeah, no doubt. Maybe like they're the, the, the other, these other things like the utensils. The forks. Yeah, and the spoon that you, and the, that you yeah. use to consume the word and yeah. let, it, let it matter to you. Yeah. Um, but if someone wants to grow in their faith, that's it. That, yeah. that's, there's, there's no other way. And so what's, you, you talk about my, my faith story. My knowledge of Jesus started way before I knew who he was. Yes. Even to the point that when I was seven years old, uh, I had seen some some of my friends uh, go and be baptized, and and I knew what that was. And yeah. I, so I, ta- I, it's not like I was like, oh, well, they're doing it, so I need to do it. It wasn't, wasn't really that. It was just like, I, shouldn't I shouldn't I be doing that? Like it yes. was a question of what what prevents me. Almost like that, uh, you know, the Ethiopian. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's like, some water. Yeah, right there's there. water. Why not be baptized? Right. And so. You know, my parents asked me a bunch of questions. Pastor asked me a bunch of questions. You know, and I knew those answers because I had, I had been taught, right? You know what what the answers were, um, and and it was, it. So anyway, I was baptized at seven years old, and then uh, a few years later, when I was nine, uh, my pet. Now you talk about throw throwaway sermons. If if people out there in the podcast world didn't grow up in church, right? Um, Sunday night. Yes. Sometimes it's a throwaway that's sermon. The, that's the B. That's yeah. the B sermon. Yeah, it's a B roll. And <laughs> and you're uh, and you know you don't do as many you don't do as many songs. Yeah. And uh, you know the you only do first and last verse of a couple of that's them. That's right. Yeah. You know we're gonna streamline this. We're gonna be in and out in forty five minutes. Yeah. You know because yeah. we all got to make it to the Dairy Queen. <laughs> and and uh, you like that seems that sounds like a it's, joke, but it's, it's not. On the it's nose, on, bro. Yeah. Like I, so. <laughs> so this there was this evening this. Uh, night service where my pastor uh, was preaching on running on empty, and he and yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember the scripture passage. I don't remember any of that. It was not intended for my age group, right? Okay, he was. I don't. I think it was more or less like, um, you know, not not trying to do things out of your own will and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But it, in that moment, the Holy Spirit used that right to. To help me, or to ask me this question: If you know all this stuff, but you don't know Jesus, what do you have? Right. And it, it was so overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. This concept of, and I, and I, I couldn't, have, I couldn't have known that. But what, what does a profit a man to gain the whole world yet lose mm-hmm. his soul? Yeah. You know. Well, you could change that. What does it profit a man to know everything about the Bible? In right. an academic sense. Yes. But never know Jesus. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. And and I don't know that I wrestled with that but a few minutes before I started telling my parents about it. Because I was not like this fear of, you know, I was like, oh, God, hell's going to get me. You know, no, that's right. not it. It was just like, but this idea that I, I don't know him. Yes. You yeah. know? I know? I know what he wrote, mm-hmm. you know, what he inspired, you know, these these 
people to write, and and I know this story, but I don't know him. Yeah. And it, and so so anyway, I was baptized again, and um, it, as so hey, stop yeah. one one second. Let's dig into this moment a little more, yeah. because. So there's this realization, because here's, here's why I'm saying this, because I know there are people who are listening to the podcast, and we as Christians, what we do, because this is normal talk for us, mm-hmm. right? So uh, it's like on Seinfeld, one time they had this deal where Elaine was saying yada yada, like mm-hmm. to like glaze over, and they're like, that's the big part of the story. What <laughs> right. you, you okay, know, sure, yeah. You know, so uh, don't yada yada that. So sometimes we as Christians yada yada, right? We, okay. Because we know we talk about this all the time, and so we're we'll like, I I wanted to know Jesus, right? Yeah. I, I knew about Jesus, but I knew I needed to know Him, and so and then I was baptized. But like, what was the moment? Like, so right. you, what? Go through the mechanics of what it sure. was when you knew so, you needed to know Jesus. How did you get to know Him? Like, how so did that happen? I was a little, to be honest, I was a little embarrassed. Okay, I was embarrassed that I was going to go and talk to my parents about something that, because I I remember um, the the few years prior having called my grandparents and telling yeah. them you know all this kind of stuff. Um, and there's big celebration. And, and I don't think, yeah. and I I don't feel like I was in any way trying to dupe someone no. or, or trying to, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get away with something right. at seven years old. It, it was as, it was as much as I understood at the time, at that time. Yeah. And, and so I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Absolutely nothing. But, yeah. but in that moment, and I'll find this out later, you know, one of the things that Satan does is, is he, he perverts the truth just enough yeah. to where it's wrong. Uh-huh. And, and so you know, it was like this this concept of, oh, hey, are you doubting your salvation? Are you doubting that that, that Christ could save you at right. seven? Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't. You know, and so these, these, I'm 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 warring with some of those kinds of questions. Um, what are what are people going to think? Think you know, absolutely. or and and you know, when I'm looking at it, you know, 29 years later, it it's silly, right? But in in that moment, that's what I was struggling with is, is these these kinds of questions. And so I talked to my parents about it, and and my dad, um, he wasn't dismissive at, at all, but but just to say, he, he's he's a kind of a little matter of fact, kind of like I am, uh, maybe not as as much, but but just to say. Um, Well, trying to assure, trying to assure me that I can't lose salvation. Yes, be- because I, I, I felt distant. I felt that. as yeah. though I didn't know the Lord. And then, and then, my mom really helped me to understand um, just kind of this this difference of of is Jesus Christ real? Well, yes. Is he historic? Well, he is, but he's also alive right now. Yeah. Okay. So, have you ever prayed to him? Yes. Right. Uh, no, that was okay. a that was a real like that was a real moment there. I don't mm-hmm. I hadn't I had written sort of like pen pal kinds of prayers where I had just kind of released them into the ether and hoped right. that they hit somewhere, <laughs> but I didn't know where they were going. Right, right. Versus that moment where where I spoke to the Lord for the first time, yeah, yeah. as though He were the actual recipient of what I was saying. Right. You know, and that, so that is, that was a a marker for me that this was, that this was real. Like this, this really happened. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I think probably the following week, uh, I went and talked to my, 
my pastor about it. And I remember, I remember where we were sitting, you know, when I was talking, because again, there was that idea of feeling a little bit embarrassed didn't go away. No. You know, the next time, next person I had to tell that to. And so, you know, I was talking to him and I I remember sitting there with him and and him uh, uh, hearing and understanding exactly what I was saying and, and just encouraging me. And he, he prayed for me that, that I would feel confident in what this, in this relationship that I had started, right? You know, and so there's this difference between religion and relationship, you know, Absolutely, and yeah. and and that was as evident in in that moment, you know, as 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 I think I, that I could display any or that I could understand in any other way, you know, is that like I previously I was just talking about someone and now I'm talking to, to someone. someone, and and that that was a. God, what a be- that's a beautiful way to describe it. Like, you know, the difference between religion and relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so many people don't understand this about Christianity mm-hmm. because they think of Christianity like, like every other faith in the world, you know, that it's a philosophy or it's a way of living or it's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a, it's a list of things to do or whatever else, you sure. know, yeah. even uh, precepts that you can memorize and that you can, you know, repeat back, you know, right. so that's religion, right? Right. But, and, and in the in the value of religion is in the 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 repetition. It's in the doing of the thing. Exactly. You know where the value of relationship with Jesus Christ is that that he is he is God who has come to us. Yes. And has made a way for us to come to him. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and that in and of itself distinguishes it from every other religious. Yeah. Yeah. No uh, pattern or archetype in in any way. And how it. And I'll, I'll stop right there because if you're listening, I do not want you to miss this point, okay? I do not want you to miss the point that what we're talking about right now is the fact that you and I can have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Right. That's a, that, that's a fact, okay? Uh, and that's what Christianity is. It's not uh, now go, going to church and and memorizing scripture and you know learning about Jesus mm-hmm. not a bad thing mm-hmm. right? exactly exactly J- just like whenever I whenever I first met Amy I thought she was awesome you know I wanted to learn about her you know I, I right. talked to her what kind of person is that first of all my eyes told me some things I needed sure. to know she's beautiful right? right but but then I talked to some of her friends what is she like what is she not like you know I got to know her I listened to her talk I got you know what I mean mm-hmm. but but the but but there was a moment though then whenever I you know we went to Norita's Coldwater Cattle Company in Coleman <laughs> Texas on our first date we drove thirty miles out there we right. talked the whole way we talked the whole time during dinner we drove thirty miles back talking the whole way at the end of that mm-hmm. that was different right. I didn't know about Amy she wasn't just this person that I had seen or I had heard talk like we got to know each other and that's when a relationship oh, started. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so and so that's uh, one of the things about scripture is is that uh God has led these these writers uh to use human relationships to describe the way God relates to us. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a complete description because we no. can't understand. Sure. We we genuinely don't have the capacity to understand exactly how God relates to us and and in in all of the fullness of the panorama of who God is. We can't know that in this form. Right. We will know him. Yes. Even as we are fully known whenever uh-huh. we're, we're with him. Yeah. You know, at the end of this life. But, but as right now, there's, there's two real, you know, the, the parent-child relationship, mm-hmm. specifically father-son relationship. Yeah. And 
the husband and wife relationship are, are, are ways that scripture uses to talk about that. But if you, so for instance, you and I are sitting here talking into microphones. Yeah. And at some point in time, we're hoping that someone listens to this. Yeah. Please. But I have no connection to no. them. Right. Yeah. I have a connection to you. Yes. I have a relationship with you. Yeah. You know, and, so, and, and that's what makes this conversation work because otherwise it's, it's just one-sided. And that's all that I was doing at first. Not to say that the Lord didn't hear me. Right. It's just that I was, I was just speaking. Mm-hmm. And then at, at a certain point, I was talking to him. Yeah. And, and I God... took these, sorry, I, I took these things that I knew about him and they started to fit together. Yeah. In a way that would make me trust that there really is someone that I'm speaking to. In the instant I did that, my spirit was made alive right. by his spirit. Yes. And the confirmation that I had been moved from death to life right. was, was full in that moment. Yeah. And so, yeah, because you're, 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 you know, you have all this information right. about the Lord, but God is gracious in all. I mean, He's using all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he uses when you were seven and you walked an aisle and you were baptized. That that wasn't there was that was part of the process that the Lord God was using to draw you to Himself, right? Oh, sure. And so, um, you, I have genuinely never thought of this before. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm, t- I'm having to. Okay, all right. So I'm working this out just for a second here. In yeah, my head. that's good. So when Crystal listens to this, right, she is going to hear what I'm about to say, and I think she's going to validate this. Okay, good. There are a lot of times uh-huh. where I, because of my personality, I overemphasize the information. Yes. And underemphasize the person. Yeah. And that's something I struggle with. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I have to actually, I actively work against that. Yes. I'm not very good at it yet, but I actively work against that. Right. So it's interesting that my faith story would include that. Right. Would include an unintentional overemphasis on the information. Right. And then a, a genuine moment where I saw that that information was not enough. To propel me to the point where I would find the one who has always been enough. Right. Yeah. Right. Does it make sense? It, it totally does because I, a lot of us, I would say, and and your personality type seems to be this way too. But but a, a lot of us, you know, um, there's a you know you you know about someone and you sure. prioritize information, mm-hmm. you know, and, and until you kind of get to a point where 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 you realize. Gosh, I want more of that person. Like I, you know what, you right. know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So, and at that point, then you're like, now, so all this information I have, I mean, it's valid, it's real, but it's not giving me really what I want, which is to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is to 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 know this other person, and and sometimes in relationships it works out. Like my brother is kind of like this, priori- like prioritizes information over over people. With just that's just kind of he's wired mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. and so he'll realize. Oh, I, something's missing here. Like somebody will be mad at him yes. and he doesn't have any idea when they're mad. Not a clue. I, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I completely relate. There, there are times, where, and I say, I say this to people at work uh, all the time. Like, listen, if it sounds like I am dismissive of you, I'm, I'm really not trying to be. Sure. So I need you to tell me that, Jeremy, you sound dismissive. You sound like you don't 
care about what I'm saying. Right. And then I also need you to, to give me, you know, the amount, I need you to give me the information and then we need to talk about this and you need to constantly point me back to, Hey, this is a real person and there's, there's feelings involved. Right. Okay, cool. And so I, I need that help. And that's just really interesting that, that, that could be, that that obviously was the way the yeah. Lord led me to himself. That's awesome. That he would lead me. <laughs> Wow, that's really that's, that's really, really cool. That's really cool. The Lord, the Lord knew your personality yeah. so well. You know that anyway. So another thing that uh, that you talk about that that you've talked about here, and it is true in any relationship because you mentioned like the the parent child relationship. Mm, yeah. So, um, and I think it's important too for us to just point out, you know, that there's that having a relationship with God also requires. Uh, it requires surrender, submission mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. us. Like, just like a relationship with a parent, you know, mm-hmm. you uh, with a good parent, um, you can't have a relationship with a parent, a healthy relationship with a parent, if if you're if you don't understand that they're your parent and you're not willing to listen to what they say oh, or sure, do what yeah, it is that right. they tell you. You know, right. so there's a point at which you're kind of placing, and, and that's not even the right way to say it. I would say, as a child, we, we don't even realize it, but we're placing ourselves our safety, our lives, everything mm-hmm. into the hands of our parents. Right. You know, and, uh, and over the course of our lives, right. We, as we kind of grow up and become more autonomous, we take a little bit of that back, you know, that's a mm-hmm. natural evolution, but, but not in our relationship with God, right. you know? Right. So in our relationship with God, that aspect of us placing ourselves into his hands, mm-hmm. you know, that's the that's the other key component. When mm-hmm. we understand that we're not just following rules, we're actually having a relationship with somebody, and that that relationship requires that we place ourselves in His hands, that that we place ourselves under His authority. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it means to be a Christian. Right. Well, and it and it's it's not to say you know, like the, I think that someone could could look at that and and it's not to say that we don't grow. Absolutely, it's just that we don't gain autonomy from yes. the sovereign God of the universe. That's right. You know? In fact, we grow in dependence. Right. We, we grow in, in, it's we grow the opposite. in space dependence yes. to him, but we also grow in responsibility with what he has entrusted exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so we, we grow as stewards of mm-hmm. his kingdom, you know, and there's a bunch of, Jesus talks about all the time, you know, like these different, um, uh, allegories of, 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 you know, different people that are stewards of, uh, whether it's a vineyard or a, yes. or a field yeah. or something like that, you know, and, and it talks about the responsible worker. Mm-hmm. And so the responsible worker is just as, dependent as the child is but they but they get to now play a role in yeah. in in the overall work of of what God is doing you know and that's uh that that should be and I, I hope I hope that that's never I think we can make it uh an extra to do in that oh, checklist yeah. you know yeah. of of stuff but I hope that that we can find those those times to be very rewarding because we are we get to work with our heavenly father in a way that advances his kingdom and again just like we have been bringing others from death to life yeah you know i i don't know who said it first but i heard a pastor one time say you know god christ didn't die to make bad people good yeah. he died to make dead people live yes there's so that's so it's it's night and day it's yeah. it's it's not even close to the same thing but a lot of times we're just like oh man well, i just hope that kid will you know, straighten up a little bit. Yeah. Right. No, I know. I want them to, you know, know Jesus and 
yeah. don't get to spend become eternity alive. with all of us. Yeah. You know, that's anyway. Yeah. And become alive in this yeah. life right and now. And become alive you know? in this life. Yes. Yeah. I think you, you were just talking about the, that relationship with God the Father. And, and it made me think of, you know, because your, your parents are farmers, you mm-hmm. know. So it made me think of, um, it made me think of like a, a, a father who's a farmer, right? And, uh, and as, the, as the child kind of grows in, you know, relationship with his dad, loves his dad, respects his dad, you know, and his dad is a good father who sows into him too. Mm-hmm. But, but one of the ways that they relate together is, you know, the, the son or the daughter will go, go around with the dad mm-hmm. and, and, and learns how to do all the stuff that the, that the dad's doing, you know, how to cultivate the earth, how to, sure. how to plant seed, how to harvest, how to, how to do all of these things. And as the, as the, as the child kind of follows their father around, they get to be a part of this amazing thing mm-hmm. that their, that their dad is doing where, and sometimes we forget how miraculous this is when you're from the panhandle, maybe less because it was such an agricultural economy, but but we forget how miraculous it is that we, you know, we we throw some seed in the ground and then you know what I'm talking oh, about, right. and that yeah. this miracle of life is happening oh, all yeah. around us, you know, and 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 a child gets to be a part of that with their father, sure. and and that's kind of what I think you were describing about our relationship with God as mm-hmm. we as we get to know Him. It's not just about that we know Him mm-hmm. and we have this relationship with Him. It's that we get to be a part of His story, His life, this right. this vocation that he's given himself mm-hmm. to which is redeeming all the creation to himself you right. know that's exactly. cool that's yeah. cool yeah and it, you you say that and it, as you're telling that story you know about you know this these lessons that we can learn from from agriculture there's i don't know how many times uh some some part of growing up in that has made scripture make sense yeah because you know whatever before 1895 most people worked with the earth like the earth. they they worked if it was nothing else, just to, f- to feed or supplement their own, you know, household. Right. Uh, and so there was just, there was just so much more, they were so much more connected to the stories that are in scripture, especially when Jesus talks about the seed oh, yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. the planting of the seed and, and even, you know, the, the fish and all this kind of stuff. And so it just the, like you say, the miraculous nature of, uh, of what we get to do with, with this, you know, with this earth and, and the way we, you know, like you just like talk about Genesis and, and uh, the command for Adam and Eve to uh, go out and subdue the earth, you know, to make take, take dominion over it and subdue it. Yeah. You know, so as we do that in various forms, we're seeing we're seeing the, the resources that God has given us to 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 do that. And all the while he's doing that in a spiritual sense by drawing people back to himself. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it actually is supposed to look like his relationship with right. us, right? That he he has authority over us, but that authority is to draw out mm-hmm. like all of the beauty that he has placed in us, you sure. know. Yeah. And 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 the same is true with with our relationship with creation with the earth. Like we mm-hmm. have authority over it. our authority is to draw out from earth the beauty that God's created in it, yeah, the right. life that He's put in it, which is amazing, you know. Right. Exactly. So anyway, so man, that's awesome. Uh, uh, and and I think it's really important for our folks who are listening to understand just really clearly when we talk about, because church people talk about becoming a Christian all of the time, mm-hmm. when we talk about it, this is exactly what we mean, that there's a, that there's an actual relationship that you can have with the God of the universe, right. one where he speaks to you and you speak right. to him, you relate together. And then also that that you you get to place your life in his hands and you get to become a part of this 
amazing, miraculous thing mm-hmm. that he's doing in the cosmos. And, and we get to join him in that. And, right. and that's what it means to be a Christian, that our lives are surrendered to him and to his mission and to his calling and mm-hmm. his way of living, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that, but anyway, uh, I'm glad we got to that kind of nuts and bolts, yeah. you know, uh, uh, description of it. That was, and, and some great, you know, metaphors for it too. So, so talk about though, now that we kind of heard a little bit about your story, how you came to faith, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about maybe a time, uh, a, a time in your life where you, where you really felt like that you grew the most, where God was really active in your life, or oh man, you know, where some what is a mile marker moment that you've had in your life, and what was it about that that made it such sure. a mile marker moment? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of them, and I and I don't I don't I think one of them that, that's really really important for me mm. is is when I was called to ministry. Yeah, I, when I felt that call to ministry, I remember being uh, younger, not all that long after I accepted Christ and, and had a relationship with him where, uh, I'd hear a, a preacher and, and I would think to myself, uh, it'd be really cool to preach a sermon. I mean, it'd be really, right. that's a, that's a neat thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but I always had in the back of my mind, no, 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 no you gotta be, you gotta be called to ministry before you do that. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and so I had this, you didn't perceive that that would be cool as a calling. No, nah. it was no. just, that's cool. That's just cool. Yeah. It's, just, it's interesting, you know? Yeah. And, and for a really long time, I thought of that that interesting nature to that as kind of maybe that I would be good at let's say teaching or something like that. And so, right. get, leaving high school, I really didn't have a whole lot of direction. I was just a little, I don't know, haphazard in in my in my goals there. And then um, the well the. Went to youth camp, had a, had a great youth ministry, um, had uh, my, my youth pastor was a guy named Rick Wood, and it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal human being, and loved the Lord, loved us. Uh, small town, like like even smaller, you know, than, than what you perceive here, because, you know, this church is, um, is substantial in comparison to its... Uh, uh, the size of the town, the you know, the pro- yeah, the community proper, you know, Shelby right. proper. Um, and so we we had a we had a good healthy youth group and uh, got to do lots of different stuff and and got to see youth ministry done on a whole bunch of different levels because Rick just allowed us if we were interested he allowed us to see his process and and he helped to put on our youth camp it was kind of an area wide youth camp and so he helped do that so we helped with that as a as a youth department you know making name tags and stuff like that you know sure. it was really really got to see uh, great parts of that. And so I really enjoyed all that, but I, I kept thinking that there was this call, you know? And um, so we went to youth camp my, after my senior year. I've already graduated. I'm already going to be, you know, be a, a band director or something. I don't know what I was right. going to do. Um, but, but I'd already, you know, enrolled in college. And uh, I go to youth camp, and I have a small group leader there who I've known for a while, a guy named Will. And uh, he, as we were going along, he just said, Jeremy, I, I, there, there are parts of your personality and there are parts of the way you talk in small group that lead me to, to think that you would be a really good youth pastor. Hmm. And I was really upset with him that he would say something like that <laughs> because he's not, he's not allowed to say those things. I mean, good grief. You know, the, the Holy Spirit's supposed to tell me these things. Right. Oh, I see you what know? you're saying. Yeah. And, and, you know, almost, almost a little bit incredulous. Like, how dare you? you know, assume that you could say something like that anyway. So, uh, 
I, I was really frustrated with that. And I, I told Rick about it and Rick, as he was very patient with me yeah. as he learned that he had to be, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so I was, anyway, so we got done with, with youth camp and I was, I was kind of, I was just not, I was off. I, I was yeah. not feeling great. We got done on a Friday and maybe it was Sunday. Maybe it was Monday. I forget. We, we left shortly after that to go on a mission trip to Canada. Okay. And we went on this and it was this house church that we were working with. We were going to do like a, a VBS kind of sports camp kind of thing. Right. Uh, just, just to get the name out in the community. That's really real, real common thing. Um, and, and I was going to help with, um, I don't know, soccer or something, something I was terrible at, but <laughs> anyway, yes. Cause if you know me, you've never looked at me and thought, Hey, he's soccer a soccer player. player. Yeah. You know, no. Uh, so I was going to do that. And I, the whole way up there, I, I just was really battling with this. Like, I don't know what to do. And, and I don't want, I don't want to say something about it now because then they're gonna be like, Oh, that's just cause Will told him that it's not, I don't know. I just, I was really struggling. And we were there, we got, we got to meet these people in this house church. And we're talking about a church of 15 people, you right. know, not, not a whole lot going on yet. You know, yeah. this is really, really early in their ministry. And they said, this lady is talking to us before this prayer meeting. And uh, she says, you know, we've, ever since we've known that y'all were coming, some, the, the Lord has placed on each of our hearts at different times that someone here is running from the will of the Lord. Oh, I was so mad. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Now I can't even listen to the Lord because this lady keeps... I mean, now everybody's going to be like, well, you know, he didn't hear from the Lord. He heard from these people. Right. Anyway, so I, the rest of that prayer meeting, I was just a mess. I just I didn't know what to do. So Rick took me outside later, and he's, he's just like, Jeremy, what, are you, what is wrong? What's going right. on? So I'm so mad, and I tell him this whole thing, you know, and all this kind of stuff, and and I don't know what I don't know what's the truth anymore, you know, because all these people keep talking, and he, he lets me, you know, get all this frustration out because I'm a, you know, 18 year old boy, and yeah. I don't know any better, um, and uh, so he t- he he lets me do that, and then he says, "Have you ever thought that maybe the Lord was using these people?" Right. <laughs> To speak. Now you're laughing now. <laughs> yeah, because in the moment, in that moment, I was like, "Well, no, no, <laughs> I had not thought of that at all. It had not crossed my it's mind. It's got to be like a the finger of God writing on the wall, or it's got to be like a vision, I, or what? like it's crazy though how we don't." We have these crazy expectations right, for how the right. Lord's going to show yes. up and speak to us, yes. you know. And crazy. and then I'm sitting there like I'm still kind of frustrated, and and he just because he's you know a godly man and he's very calm, sure. And he just starts naming times when the word of the Lord came through someone else. Yeah, in his in his life. No, no, no. Just in scripture. In scripture. Yeah, yeah. Like the Lord over and, and over. then and so he talked about these prophets. I'm like, yeah, but they're prophets. He was like. <laughs> Some of these were prophets for a moment, right? You know, right, and then right. they went back to farming, yeah, or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever it was, you know, and and so just opening my mind to, to this idea that uh, that the Lord's going to speak not just through His Scripture and not just through the Spirit into you know directly implanting thoughts into my head or my heart, yeah. but also through the wisdom of other people. You talk about a transformative moment. That was it, mm-hmm. to, because I understood in that moment the value of the body of believers yeah, in a way that. that I could not have understood prior to that. Right. Not only was that my, my, uh, that, that moment where I recognized the call to vocational ministry, but also 
this idea that the Holy Spirit is going to use the body in a way that he really, because of our limitations, I, I hate to say the Holy Spirit can't do something, but sure. But you know, because of our limitations, the Holy Spirit is able to do so much more through a body of believers than he is through a single believer. Yeah, not that the single believer is is not is less valuable, right. but in conjunction with others, our encouragement for one another, if that was the only thing, our encouragement of one another is worth the body of believers. Yeah. I mean, it, it is so important because we're going to be encouraged. We're going to be, uh, to some, at some, at sometimes we're, you know, we're going to be, um, Oh, what's challenged yeah. is maybe a nice way to say that, right. you know, that, that when someone looks at the sin in our life that we thought we were hiding really well yeah. and they say, Hey, that's, that's There's sin. A problem. That's, yeah. that's, that's wrong. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, that's because that's what scripture says. We go to someone, you know, mm-hmm. we say, Hey, this is, this is what's going on. And it, and if they, if they relent, then you've won a brother. You've, yeah. you've won it. You've, Hey, this is it. Because, and it, you know, it's, you didn't win an argument. You want a brother. You, right. you won the person that's back, right. you know? That's right. And then if, if not, then, then you take a couple more with you, you mm-hmm. know, and you, you have conversations because it's about bringing that person back. And, and that, that was a, you, you talk about, I'm continuing to learn lessons right. about that summer because it was there was so much there right. in the value of ministry, the value of long term ministry within a church, right. uh, the the value of uh, even even the smallest of communities. Because that guy Will, he was the pastor of a church mm-hmm. of I don't know, maybe there was fifty or sixty people in their community. Yeah, his his ministry in that place mattered. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And so it's like there's so many lessons that come from that, and and that was. That was, I'm trying to trying to do math here. A long time ago, long time. twenty something years well, ago. And I would say, you know, you're you're so right because one thing that we forget is that we were actually created for this. Oh like right, we were, right. we were created with a need for community. Mm-hmm. We were never ever designed. Even if you look at in Genesis, right? It says um, the Lord says, "Let us mm-hmm. create humans." Mm-hmm. In our image. Right. That's what the Lord says in Genesis. So there's a plural pronoun that's referring right. to the right. Lord. There's a plural pronoun that's referring to humanity, mm-hmm. right? And then another plural pronoun that's referring to the Lord. Now, there's all kinds of reasons, you know, and we don't have time to talk about sure. that here right, on our podcast. Right, yes. But here's what I believe, though, thoroughly. The image of God. We are in the image. It, it's our connection with one another that is the image of God. Right, right, sure, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. We're, we're meant to be bound together in these relationships, right. and, and, and that binding together of us in relationship looks like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right? It's this, mm-hmm. we, the way that we're bound together, mm-hmm. uh, we bear the image of God in community with each other. And, and, and also, it, it's got to be in an eternal context exactly you know yeah. so whenever so like you're talking about in, in genesis whenever he crafts you know adam out of the clay yeah and then he says something about adam that he doesn't say anybody else not not just that he was you know that he thought it was very good but that he breathed life, life into, into him yeah you know it, that 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 was from him you talk about creating in his image yeah. uh that that i think you're absolutely right you know community is part of that and it's the eternal nature of that community mm-hmm. that from that there's a timelessness to the god that we serve that 
that connects us to the history that we see in scripture. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. And so the, the, one of the reasons that it, that it all matters is because they, they are our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, just as much as you and I are, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, yeah absolutely. Communities, I, it cannot be understated how valuable the church is as a community of believers. Listen, we, you cannot become all that God has created you to be out, apart from the body of Christ. Absolutely. You cannot, right? There's no way for us to live into our calling, to live into mm-hmm. our vocation as believers, as a royal priesthood, whatever else from Scripture you want to talk about. There's no way for us to do that if we're not in connection with other people. And I, uh, I think that's really important because we live in an age right now where, um, where it's easy uh, you know, it's easy to, you know, watch the live stream, which there's nothing. I love that people watch our mm-hmm. live stream. I mm-hmm. want them to watch that. Right. But it's, but it's easy for people to think of church as a place where they go to get something mm-hmm. right. Uh, where they go to receive some knowledge, where they go to feel a little better about themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. They think of church as that instead of uh, a church as a, a group of people that are coming together and they're being bound into this one beautiful thing mm-hmm. that is going to ultimately conquer death and darkness right. and restore creation to right relationship with God. Like that, right. like that's what we're doing. Right. And, and so like, so it's funny to me, like, and, and, and I know people are going to say, if you're listening, you're going to say, well, he's a pastor. He's supposed to think that, but I'm just telling you, like when people want to slag the church, when they mm. want to slag on the church, when they want to talk about how, you know, that, well, church is just not a part of my life. It's just not an important part of my mm. life. I'm like, Oh, you were, you're just missing so much beauty. Right. And I know, I know, you and I both know, because we've been in it, right? Mm-hmm. We know how ugly it can be, too. Oh, sure, right? yeah. And how painful it can be. It, yes. And how, and how much people can be hurt as a result of what mm-hmm. happens sometimes in the local church. But I'm telling you, mm-hmm. <laughs> we also both know that, that, first of all, this is God's plan. There's not a plan B. God, mm. The church is God's plan sure. for for redeeming yeah. the the well, world. Yeah, and and it's beautiful. It's beautiful, right. and we have to have it. It's not just His plan; it's His bride. That's it. That's the way He talked. Yes, about, you know. Yes, and so you can't love Jesus and hate His bride. Exactly. You just exactly. Can't. And so so because and unless you you you're stepping on something that's really close, you know. So the the church has been at times very painful. Yeah. And very painful to work in. Yeah. And those wounds are deep. Yeah. You know, and they're very, very sensitive at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not the only one that can say that. Oh, there's you know, there's a people. lot of people yes. who have been really, really hurt by people that were in their church. Mm-hmm. And and it is it's more than regrettable that those things happen. Oh yeah. It's a, it's but, blasphemous. Right. But it but it can't it can't be the reason that we refuse to be a part of the the growing church. Now it may be that you need to you need to meet with a different group that gathers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um and it also may mean that you need to talk to some other people about the way you have been hurt. Right. Uh, like especially your pastor. Yeah. Because if someone who is who is in a leadership role in a church has has hurt you or has or has especially has a uh, history of hurting, you know. Yeah. Then, then that needs to be that there are structures within the church uh, prescribed by Scripture that can help us uh, root that out, yeah, and 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 really 
and really find those wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah. And and, and help the body towards to, health. And, and yes, it. exactly. And yeah. help it to be a healthier place. I'll say this though, you know, like the there was a time whenever my I was a kid, my grandmother gave me some liver to eat. You ever mm-hmm. had liver? I don't remember Dude, having it. It's disgusting. I'm Never sure. eat it. Okay. But here's the thing. Because they, they you know they don't it's not like you know the Texas Land and Cattle or right. uh, Texas Roadhouse. No, uh, no, no. Top thing on their menu has never been liver. That's so, right. Yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, but uh, it's not great. Maybe there's people out there listening <laughs> who like liver, okay? But I did not like it. Right. I ate that. I thought that was the grossest thing that I'd ever put in my mouth, okay? okay. But you know what I didn't do after that? I didn't be like, well, I'm going to stop eating. Oh, right. I mean, I ate something that was really bad, tasted bad, mm-hmm. kind of made me sick in my stomach. But if I'd have stopped eating, I would have died. I have mm-hmm. to have food to live. I have mm-hmm. to eat to live, right? The food fuels what goes on in my body. I have mm-hmm. to have it, right, right. to live. And, and I'm telling you, community is like that, sure. right? The body of Christ is like that. And I'm not just talking about community, because sometimes we say community and people think friends, right? right? My buddies that I play golf with or I go on the boat with, you know, or oh, I, right, you yeah. know they think of that. No, 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 I'm, that's not it. The Christ community. Right. Christ-centered community, the body of Christ, working together with a group of people to accomplish the purposes of Christ. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And living our lives together and making ourselves accountable to one another, all those things. It's not just good for us, right? It's not just, mm-hmm. it's not just, um, it's not just positive, right? right. It's, it's necessary for <laughs> our lives. Yeah. We yeah. have to have it. Yeah. And uh, and it's so, not a supplement. It's that's essential. It. Yeah. That's it. And 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 so I, I want for people to hear that. I want people to understand that. And uh, being connected to the body of Christ is absolutely essential for your living. Right. And right. so yes, the church is hurtful. I have experienced it. Mm-hmm. I have seen it in other people. Yes, mm-hmm. we 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 do terrible things sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. because we're human beings. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 are. But but boy, don't forsake. Don't right. forsake it, because the the ultimately the only person, the only thing that suffers from you forsaking the body of Christ is it's you, it's mm-hmm. it's me. If I forsake, right? It doesn't it doesn't help that body get any healthier. No, yeah. And it also, you know, and you're not also, uh, you're you know, you're. It's not ultimately. You know, sometimes you withdraw from a place that's toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Or from sure. a group oh, of people right, that right, are toxic. Right, right, right. For, because it's healthy to do that, mm-hmm. but withdrawing from the body of Christ is never healthy, right? So let me. So maybe maybe another thing that we got to say is like there are there are people who who think that they are Christians who don't know Jesus. Yes, like that is that is true. Yeah, um, I, they've I, not surrendered their life to Christ. Right there, and there are there are people who are pastors who yes. do not know Jesus. They're not Christians. Yes, and and that's that is a tragic thing, but it, it's it's also just part of the reality of the broken world that we live in. Yeah. Because just like I, whenever I was seven, if if I know enough stuff, doesn't that get me in? Right. You know? Or if I do enough stuff, doesn't that get me in? Mm-hmm. You know, what what's the, I don't know how many I don't know how many Christian coins I gotta cash in to get into <laughs> heaven. But you know, don't it, what if I'm a deacon? Yes. You know, yeah. what if I do these, you know, what if I do this other thing or, or whatever? And so it's like, what if I got all the way to the point where I was uh, preaching sermons and all the way to casting out demons? Right. 
Well, Jesus talks about that. Yeah. He says there's going to be a, a group of people that say all these things. Yeah, I did you know, all hey, those. We, things. we served, you know, we did all this kind of stuff. We we uh, you know, spoke in tongues, we we cast out demons. We did all this amazing stuff that I personally, Jeremy Walker has never done. Right. You know, there's some there's some I don't know that I don't think I've ever cast out a demon. Right. You know? Uh so they got that up on me. I don't know how many Christian coins that is, but it's a bunch. Yeah. You know? Uh but he said, depart from me, you you accursed. Mm-hmm. I never knew you. Right. That to me is one of the most devastating passages of scripture. Yeah. Because it's not just it's not just that I would know who Jesus is, yeah. but it's that I would know him personally and I would let him know me. Yeah. And some of that knowing me is the pain that I have endured. Yes. Because we live in a broken world. Yeah. You know, and he, and he's like, I, I want connection with you. It's not the stuff that you bring. Right. So you talked about this just this past week. Are you talented enough right. in whatever area? Yeah. Well, no, you're not. Right. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. Outside of the, it's out of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's you're right. nothing. Not you know? to accomplish the right. Exactly. Not, right. not yeah. at all. Yeah. But, but to say that he has given you something and he's drawing you into community and he's going to build you up with other people. He's going to train you. He's going to equip you. And mm-hmm. you're probably going to go like scripture said, you know, two by two or whatever. You know, you're going to go out from this place, from this gathering place, and you're going to be the church mm-hmm. outside of here. Right. Yeah. Those are the markers of. Christianity, yeah. just because a, peop- a group of people come together and meet on a Sunday morning, yeah. and backstab each other the rest of the week, yeah. I, I don't know. That's I don't know that's the a mark of a believer. Yeah, I don't know I, that that's a church. Yeah, I agree. so so it's possible that some of our pain has come at the hands of people that are um, that that are still dead in their sins that's and transgressions. Right. They've never surrendered themselves to Christ, and because Jesus says, you know how you can tell. I was hungry and you fed me. Oh yeah, exactly. Right. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was in prison. You came to visit me. I mean, yeah. And when I left your house, you talked about me. No, no, that was not in there. That was not in there. Yeah. (laughs) It's not ambiguous though in Jesus in that parable, right? Right. Here are the things, right? I was hungry. You fed me. Whatever you've done to the least of these, you've done to me. So what Jesus is saying, right, is that people who people who know me Mm -hmm. and who I know, they act like me, right? They, and, and Paul says that another way. He says, you could speak with the tongues of angels, right? Yeah. But if you don't have love, yeah. right? Oh, right. It's a sounding, clanging symbol. Absolutely. Right? And probably, you talk about life passage. Uh, Romans 12 has, I can't read it without it Oh yeah. just messing with me. Yeah. You know, I can't. And I, I, so I was a youth pastor for a really long time. Um, and, and so... I'll, if you want to hear about it, we can talk about that later. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but Romans twelve and and not the not the part that everybody talks about like uh, Romans twelve one and two and stuff. Yeah, no, no, we're talking about the good stuff like Romans twelve starting in verse nine. Mm-hmm. It says, "Let love be genuine, mm-hmm. not not fake." You know, right. so if, if what you're getting is fake, I, man, I don't know, I don't know that it, it says hate what is evil. Yeah. You know, not hide what is evil. It says hate what is evil. Yeah. Hold tightly, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with bro- brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Right. God, you talk about. Anyway, listen, <laughs> listen, people, don't don't turn it off yet. This is good stuff. <laughs> Do not be slothful. Don't be lazy in your zeal, your passion for the Lord. Be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. 
Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. This one's the one that gets me. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty. Don't be proud. Right. But associate with the lowly. Yeah. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live at peace with all. Yeah. And then the last verse. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You keep going. Don't stop. So, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but yes. leave it to the wrath of God. Uh-huh. For it is written, vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. Yeah. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. him. <laughs> yeah. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Yeah. For by doing so, you will heat burning coals on his head. Now, we got to throw this out there. Yeah. Heat burning coals on your head doesn't mean hurt them. No. It means to purify them, it, to yes, sanctify them. That's right. Go, it goes back to you know Isaiah when he said, I saw the Lord. He says, I'm, I'm unclean. Yep. What, is the, what does the angel do? He goes to the altar. He gets a coal, and it touches, it purifies him. Goes to that's, the first verse of this passage, yeah, yeah. which is image of put your whole body on the altar. Right. Provide your, your body. So he, his, you're right. Keep going. Keep going. It, okay. So, so uh, heat burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but there overcome evil with, with good. good. Yes. There it is. So he starts off Romans 12 with this is what worship is. This is what right. worship is. And then he's like, and let me just tell you what it looks like, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yes. When, when we do that, when we do that, that's the church. Exactly. And when and when you when you look at a group of people who even if they claim to be the church, and even if they have, you know, some of these what we would say are current Christian cultural signifiers but yeah. if, if you can't see them doing any of it and i'm not saying they're going to be great at them no but if you can't see them aiming for striving these things, for it yeah yeah then yeah. no you're, it's not it you yeah. know and if you're a husband and you're not aiming for some of these things you know or ephesians 5 yeah you know, starting 25 you know like these man they're lofty goals yeah it's i can't do them all right but that but i'm gonna keep aiming because every time you know I, because i grew up in rural west texas yeah i i've shot thousands of rounds out of a out of a gun now i mean i remember for christmas we used to get this box of 22 long rival shells it was 550 shells and it'd be gone it'd be gone in a heartbeat like yeah. we just i mean we shot so much but every time you aim at a target mm-hmm. you know what you're aiming for the, the bullseye center. yeah what if you miss it 10 times in a row you think you're going to start aiming for something else no, you're still going to aim for that thing, right? You know, and you're going to constantly you work your way into that. The same thing's too about about the way we work out our faith, yeah. Right? It's not to earn our faith. It's not to earn our salvation. It's to work it out. Yeah. You know, I don't work out to earn my body. I work out so that my body can be the servant of my spirit that I want it to be. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and so and so that's that's where it's we've just if we're not seeing those marks. In ourselves, mm-hmm. then that should draw us to to some conviction, yeah. you know, and not guilt. Okay, right. not guilt. So not shame, not condemnation. Like, right, right. Not, yeah. not, so we 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 mess with this a little bit. So guilt, to some degree, is kind of a fact. Like you're either guilty right. or you're not guilty. Right. But shame is that thing that Satan uses to 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 draw us away mm-hmm. from the Lord and to Accuses. draw us away from the yeah, yeah that accuser that shameful like that icky like oh mm-hmm. you're never going to be enough yeah. you will never be enough yeah. but the conviction goes hey this thing you're doing you got to stop that and come back to me mm-hmm. like conviction constantly draws us back to the Holy Spirit right and and that's you, you talk about transformative moments those 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 times where 
where I was confronted by my own wickedness. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit said, come to me. Right. Come back. Yeah. You know, those, man, those matter. Mm -hmm. They can't happen unless you're willing to feel the conviction. Yes. And run to him. Yeah. Yep. But that's, but that's his invitation. Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey, cut that out and come, come here. Yep. That's his invitation all the time. It's his invitation right now. Right. And, uh, and I'll say this too, if you're listening to the podcast, you know, uh, we've talked a lot about the body of Christ and how important it is. And and I would say, you know, when, when Jeremy, when you're reading that Romans chapter 12, you're reading all that stuff. Look, you know, first shallow is not a perfect place, but I'm going to tell you something. All those things in that passage that we are striving for that. Right. We're, we're shooting working. for that. We're working. So so uh so I I would invite anyone out there listening, if you don't if you're not connected to the body of Christ, if you're not in community, it's time. You know, you can and, and start with start here. Mm. Come come visit us. We would love to have you. We'd love to see you. So. I, I'll I'll let me let me throw this in there. Um and I know we're going long, but l- yeah, let me okay. let me throw this in there. So I was the um what do you call it? Backup? Whatever what would you call that? Interim <laughs> Yeah, interim is a weird word for that, but yeah. I was here for a year. You're supposed to be here half. for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, I was yeah, here right. for a year and a half before I was hired as a pastor. Right. And it was it was to serve the body. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's what it was. I was asked to do, asked by a friend to do a fa- you know, do, do me a favor, hey, fill in for a little bit. Yeah. And that turned into something else, which has turned into this, what it is now. Right. Yeah. We would not have come. I would not have exposed my family to the struggle of starting mm-hmm. in a new church. Yep. The struggle of leaving a church that we loved because mm-hmm. we did. Yep. Um, and which is a great thing to do is you, know, you leave a body that you love to go to another place where you feel called. That's, right. that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, doesn't always happen, but that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, so you know, to to do that, I wouldn't have come if I hadn't seen evidence of these things. Right. You know, when mm-hmm. Crystal and I talked about. Is this the place for us? Right. Is this is this where the Lord is going to plant us mm-hmm. so that we can raise our children and and serve the body and you know grow in what it means to to be personal followers of Jesus Christ? Is yeah. this the place? Well, this this is one of these are some of the things that we talked about. Yeah, you know, do they do they genuinely love the Lord or do do they love a show? Right. Yeah. You know? Do do they genuinely seek to show hospitality? Or do they just have a good meal? Right. You know? Yeah. Or, or do, they, do they show hospitality, right, into their own home? Or are they just nice? At church. At church. Yeah. You know, at the yeah. building. Uh-huh. You know, so those kinds of things, like, do we, do, we, do we see evidence of what Christ is doing? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that was yes. Yeah. And, and that, was, that was a real, that, that was a real turning point in our conversation yeah and it was it was good that i got to see this place and to see this group of people function for a year and a half right before not not many not many ministers get that no that's true but but it it was not not it was it was never perfection Mm -hmm. ever sure won't ever be but it was there was evidence that the Holy Spirit was moving in people's lives uh-huh. and that, were, that they were working to honor Him in the decisions that they made. And when, when they saw that that decision that they had made was wrong, I saw them seek forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, 
again, not perfect, but, but I, I saw it happening. And, and that was the kind of evidence that, that we were really looking for in, yeah. in a church. And so it was, it's, it's good to be here. It's mm-hmm. good to, to work alongside. It's good to be, uh, to think of this place as our place, right? you know, yeah. which is, which is, is, is different as of a couple of weeks ago. Sure. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord's going to do in yeah. worship. Me you know? too. It's, it's only, uh, it's only Sunday morning that we, you know, that we talk about that huge gathering of everyone here that we get to hear, you know, like these, we get to, we get to be inspired by the Holy spirit to go out and, and work this out yeah. with others and draw them into this place. Mm. You know, uh, but I'm, I'm excited about what the, what the Lord's going to do. Not just through me here, mm-hmm. but through this people for my family. Yeah, no so doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. Sometime in the near future, we're just going to have a podcast episode about worship. Me and you oh, will talk sure. about that yeah. because that's it. Uh, and and listen, this is not. If you're listening to the podcast today, uh, I don't know why I always say that they are. Why do I say if you're listening? Of course you're listening. Uh, but I would say this: this is not a commercial for First Shallow Water. Oh, right. uh, what, uh, what 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 we do want you to know is that being being plugged into the body of Christ is so important. Find a community of faith. We're happy to help you if that place is here, but we're also happy to point you to other places if, oh, sure. if this is not your speed, man. We, you know, uh, there, there's all kinds of other other places. I have friends in ministry. I'd love to refer you other oh, yeah. places, even even here in Lubbock. I'm happy to do that. And the other thing we want. We want for you to know Jesus, exactly. Not so know about him, right? And so, so that I think, I think one of the coolest things about what you're doing here, um, because because no one here uh, that we've talked to, that you've talked to so far is quote expert in this no area. So what it, what this is is this real people going through real world like real life mm-hmm. talking about the reality, like some of the some of the really just the pain, right. some of the joy of of what it is to live with a real God. And, right. and 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 following him to the to the best of our ability and and constantly stumbling and him getting back getting us back up dusting yeah. us up like we're gonna, we're gonna let's keep going let's keep going together because we have we, there there are others still out there there are people that, in the houses that we can see through the window right now yeah. that, that don't know Jesus don't and know we've Jesus. got to share that yeah nothing is more important than that message yeah no doubt and 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 the this thing this relationship that we have with Christ man it's it's beautiful. It's transformed every part of who we are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and all of you listening, we want you to have it. <laughs> we want you to know it. And, uh, and, and so that's, why, that's what gets uh, Jeremy and I up in the morning. And, uh, and, and I know there's a lot of folks listening. That's what gets you up in the morning, too, is, is uh, that relationship that you have with Christ and sharing that relationship with other mm-hmm. people. But, um, but just, just hear us say that. We, 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 we want you to be connected to the body of Christ, but, uh, but we also just really want for you to know Jesus, not about him. We want you to know right. him, and we want you to be surrendered to him because that way leads to life, friends. And uh, and uh, and so that's what we want you to hear. So, Jeremy, thanks so much. This is fun. Yeah, it was. We, we could sit here and talk for three hours. Probably, or, yeah. We, but we're not going to do that no. to everybody. But no. but it was a lot of fun, and, and I've enjoyed, I've really, really enjoyed hanging out with you. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.